0: season three chapter three nests no one can say of this house there is no trouble here asian proverb nests Scritch, scratch scritch, scratch rustle rustle move quickly across the steamy yard without being seen for you staying alert means staying alive Like a parkour pilot, you move between the piles of human waste, around the old tires, and through the round remnants of carpeting, heavy with mold. You dodge the dull saw blades and empty oil cans. The safety of your nest is far behind you now, and you cannot dawdle. You live across the yard, under the rusted lawnmower, so close and yet so far. The grass is tall like wheat, and it helps you to stay hidden. The fox, the ermine, the hawk, and the owl, they want to eat you. And there are other things out there, too. The old dogs won't bother with you today. They are choosing instead to keep their bellies pressed to the cool earthen holes that they have dug for themselves. Their home is under the broken-down ambulance that leans against the garage. The dogs cannot read the madness that has been spray-painted along its sides and across the windshield. They only know about the shade it provides. Glossy black paint dripping words like Satan and Death Brings Life have covered what used to read EMS and Tritown Rescue. The frost heaves have tilted the vehicle up into strange angles like a ship cresting a wave. The dogs like it here. The man has no water for them. They must fend for themselves down by the pond, and still they bark on his behalf. They are powerless against the forces of DNA and training. Dell and Roach, two enormous shepherds, dirty and tired and loyal. Their panting is ever-present like two hot metronomes. You keep moving, undistracted by the needs of dogs and men. "'Your only focus is the rebuilding of your nest in your food cache. "'As you scurry past the garage, you can smell the man's cigar. "'He heaves something heavy, and it flies past you and slams into a pane of glass. "'Clang, clink, crash. "'You weave around the debris along the foundation of the house "'and past the front door that is always wide open. "'You stop briefly to consider moving inside.' where it will be warmer and you can breed over the winter. But then you think better of it. Your whiskers flick a warning. Never go in there. Scritch, scratch, scurry. Like a flash, you dash between the spokes of the bent bicycle and move onward toward the giant sunflower that has volunteered to bloom despite the decay that is this yard. That is your destination today, the place where the seeds have fallen. You can smell them. Your babies are grown now, and they are making babies of their own, all of them competing with you for food. You must get to the kernels first and carry them back to the safe softness of your hideaway. Experience warns that if you carry too few, then you must make more trips, but if you carry too many, then you will be slow and clumsy and vulnerable. All of this you know. Scritch, scratch, rustle. You are but a brown blur. Your body bolts and darts over a heap of bricks, the final obstacle between you and your prize. There, under the steam of this September day, the pearls are waiting, big and beautiful and swollen with nutrients. You enter the clearing. Hurry, gather what you can, gather all that you can. Only this moment counts, nothing else. Your heart is beating rapidly, pushing the two ounces of blood through your body, oxygenating your ears, your eyes, and your tiny legs. You too are a seed. For all your awareness, you never notice that the sun is fighting for its life. Something wants to suffocate it, and that something was behind you the whole time. Shadows move in shadow, and so what could your rat senses have relayed to your brain? Nothing. It happened so fast, so don't be angry with yourself. You did everything right. Your cheeks are packed like a moving van, loaded with life. It is the last thing you taste. The dogs hear your squeaked surprise, and so they call out a warning to the man. He is clad only in his underwear as he emerges out from the filth of his workshop. He spews gibberish and body odor before hurling an empty bottle toward the dogs. He has long since swallowed his sanity. A second form leaves the house and moves toward the man, but the man is already in blackness, and so he doesn't care. His soul left him last summer when she drove away in the only working vehicle left on the property. He could do nothing but watch and rub the bite mark on his arm. "'the arm he tried to choke her with. "'Shadows have been coming and going from the house "'for some time now, at all hours, "'and the man knows they're here. "'Later, when she returned for her things, "'he told her about them, "'and then he told the two deputies that stood by "'while she quickly packed. "'They kept him engaged while she took just five minutes "'to stuff her life into a green garbage bag. "'She never made eye contact.' saying only, please, let's just go, now, as she rushed back toward the safety of the cruiser. Evil collects where it can, and this is a perfect place. This is a house of hate and disease, a house of horrors with a front door that never closes. It hoards clutter and chaos, and it has places to hide, so many places to hide, like a nest, Nests written and performed by Bridget Emmons follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mean Stories and visit my website at BridgetEmmons.com thanks for listening